Well, hey there, folks, and welcome once again to the show that won't quit. Right when you thought we'd received the memo that our little production here has no meaning or potential whatsoever, we're back for another episode full of the hijinks and riotous humor that you've come to love us for. This week's edition is the third and perhaps the final installment of Andrew's travel update series. Andrew, Tiffany, and Pele are getting close to home now, so I'm not sure if Andrew will do a final wrap-up or if this will be the last one. If this is indeed the curtain call, it's been fun, and I've enjoyed following their voyage and putting these updates together. As per usual, I listened to the update before I turned it into this episode, and let me tell you, you will not regret pressing play on this one. Andrew talks about redwoods, red turds, quaint coastal towns, a sheep in trouble, dog shit ice cream, and all of the people they've met while on the road. So enjoy. First though, one of my pet peeves is something known as one-upmanship. You know what I mean. When you tell someone that you've vacationed in Mexico for the first time, and they proceed to tell you that they've been to Mexico ten times, speak fluent Spanish, and that they invented the margarita. I used to work with a guy who would do this with everything you told him. A bunch of us were sitting around the lunchroom table one day, and one of my colleagues was telling a story about a heart attack he had suffered. This superior asshole went on to say that he once had three heart attacks in one day. Are you kidding me? You're going to brag about how many heart attacks you've had? Anyway, all this to say that I'm not trying to one-up Andrew and Tiffany here, but I'd like to provide a small travel update of my own. Again, not trying to overshadow their wonderful West Coast journey, but I just returned from the City of Light, or Seatown, otherwise known as Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, it is as beautiful as its name implies. Of course, I'm saying this with my tongue placed firmly in cheek, but you know, I noticed while listening to Andrew's update that there are some similarities between Cleveland and the west coast of the U.S. The first one is that Andrew talks in his update of biking along the Avenue of the Giants, which is a scenic highway named after the coastal redwoods that tower over the route. While I was in Cleveland, I stopped by the Giant Eagle supermarket to pick up some Duke's mayonnaise because I can't get it in Canada, and I love that shit on my sandwiches. The second similarity is that Andrew mentions biking along the pristine Pacific Ocean and taking in the beautiful views. Well, I went to Edgewater Park while in Cleveland and walked along the banks of Lake Erie, which is famous for catching on fire in 1969 due to industrial pollution. Finally, Andrew speaks of how friendly the coffee shop patrons were in Ferndale, California. I also had coffee in a shop while in Cleveland. However, the patrons were not as friendly as what Andrew described. Probably because they get nine months of snow there. Anyway, I'm only half joking. Cleveland does have its rough areas, but I was also in some nice neighborhoods as well. I really liked Lakewood, Ohio City, Tremont, and they've also done a nice job of revitalizing downtown. Good job, Cleveland. I will be back. Oh, and one more similarity. I stayed at the Motel 6 while in Ohio, which Andrew also mentions. All I can say is spend the extra 30 bucks and stay at the Super 8. I hope the California Motel 6s are nicer. My God.
I'm going to play you into Andrew's update with a song called Storms, written by Fleetwood Mac and performed by the wonderful Alabama artist Phosphorescent. Hope you liked the song and this episode. We will talk to you all soon, and take it easy out there.
Andrew again, coming to you from Fort Bragg, California, with my wife Tiffany and our dog Pele. We are about uh, almost, I don't know, 1,100 miles into a 1,200-mile journey, really close to home, but it is raining outside, and it's not something I want to complain about because California needs every drop of rain it can get, and I can tell you right now, Fort Bragg is getting a few drops, that's for sure. It's been intermittently just pissing today. We are, uh, I think, two weeks out from our last update. Since then, uh, we've done about close to 400 miles. And uh, we've seen some beautiful, beautiful places since then. I think the last time I talked to you, we were in a town called Bandon. Um, And we just hit some of the most beautiful parts of the Oregon coast. I mean, the whole thing is really pretty, but we hit some really, really beautiful spots and some amazing weather. Um, I think I mentioned before, I've been to some of these places before, but never seen them in, you know, sunshine and fine weather. Boy, it's just outstanding. So we left Bandon, and uh, camped in this place called Humbug State Park, attached to a Humbug Mountain, and it was absolutely gorgeous. We were up in the you know in the hills, surrounded by blackberry bushes. We picked them in the morning to put in our breakfast. Uh, They're big, fat, juicy blackberries. But the night that we got there, it was this cool little bike path down to the uh, this little river, um, and just opened up into this beautiful, beautiful beach that was hardly anybody there. And uh, I just hung out with Pele, and he swam and had a great time. Really, really love Humbug State Park. So I highly recommend going if you're ever visiting the Oregon coast. Um, The next day, we took a short trip to uh, the town of Gold Beach, where... um, (laughs) We came, uh, you cross the, uh, the Klamath River, and then you got to kind of climb this hill. And we were real hungry, looking for a place to eat, but I'd started having this, like, clunking noise in my pedals anytime it would get hot outside. So I knew there was something up with my bottom bracket, and I don't have the tool on me to do anything with that and don't really know what to do in any case. But as we're riding up this hill, all of a sudden this lady sprinting out of a store yelling bike packer bike packer and uh was handing us a sticker for their bike shop and i asked if there was a mechanic on duty she said yeah he's not busy you can see right now so we came in and uh we're so glad we did um the lady actually turns out to be from memphis where i'm from and uh, uh the guy the mechanic owner of the shop is uh outstanding he's from our area really knows his way around a bike they're called hilltop cycles or something like that in gold beach anyway he sorted us out man he fixed my bottom bracket oh high hill rather sorry they gave us every sticker they have ever produced since they started their business anyhow uh yeah he sorted out my bottom bracket um and i actually did something very potentially uh awful i got a new seat because my seat was totally worn out. The saddle is just old and falling apart. And um, 
man, it's made all the difference. It's so much more comfortable. I know you really need to know about how my ass feels, but uh, it's feeling a lot better. I can tell you that. Okay, we're next. We left Gold Beach uh, very, very near the end of our Oregon journey and stayed in Brookings, which is right near the Oregon-California border. Uh, this little place called Harris State Beach, State Park Beach, Harris Beach State Park, something like that. Super cool place and met a bunch of other cyclists there. It was kind of like a, um, anytime you get near either a big city or a border, it seems like there's a funnel and people just pile in. But there were about, I don't know, eight different hikers and, and cyclists in this one campground. And uh, we met this one kid. I say kid. He's a man, I guess. Very young man who is cycling from uh, the Arctic Circle down to Argentina. He's going to be on the road for like a year and a half or something. Uh, just a really sweet guy from the UK. Has cycled all over the world already. Clearly loves it. He's just built for it. It seems effortless. You know, I'm like complaining about my ass. And this kid's just like, okay, I'm going to go cycle five miles to town and get some groceries and come back. Uh, anyway, he's got uh, amazing photos. He does a really nice job on his Instagram page. If anybody's interested, I can share that with you. I don't think he's a super private person and wouldn't mind. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see that, just send us an email and I'll, I'll share his link with you. And yeah, we met a few other guys, you know, people who'd been cycling forever or done a lot of hiking and knew a lot about the area. It was, uh, it was really cool to, to get some of that insight from some of these older guys. Uh, and then we left the next day crossed into California, um, Del Norte County, California. And it was, it was weird because like, I think all of Northern California has the same like area code in their phone numbers. So it was to cross into a place where the first three digits of the phone number are the same as mine. Um, even though I live almost 400 miles away, it's kind of wild. It's not that wild, but it was weird. Uh, so far yet so close. And, uh, that's bless you, Pilly. He's sneezing over here. Yeah. It felt, I don't know. It's, it's weirdly momentous to come across a state border on your bicycle. It feels like you've done something, but you know, when you think about a guy like that young man, Matt, who's going to be crossing multiple countries and, you know, going thousands and thousands of miles, what's uh, another state. But, uh, we spent the night in Crescent city, which was fine. It was fine. You know, it's, uh, I'm thinking about it now, like where Tiffany made the observation the other day that on a nice sunny day, every town in on the, along the coast is beautiful. Even if it's a shit town or not your favorite or whatever. Um, like for instance, we're in Fort Bragg and we saw Fort Bragg for the first time in bright sunshine and fine weather. And it was gorgeous. And I've been here maybe I don't know, a dozen times. And it, I would say it's probably my least favorite city on the Mendocino coast, but that's like saying, you know, chocolate is your least favorite ice cream. It's still ice cream, you know, unless it's made with actual dog shit, it's fine. So I'm not saying Fort Bragg is dog shit, but 
It's as close as you're going to get on the Mendocino Coast. <laughs> at least it is here in the Motel 6 where we are. It's at least 4% dog shit. And not all of that's Pele's. What am I saying? I'm saying we went from Crescent City, the beginning of California, uh, and started to get a little bit away from the coast for a while. Um, not too far. Cycled uh, through Eureka, which we found to be extremely pleasant. They have a beautiful, beautiful bike route that goes all along the water. Uh, we saw a condor, which was really cool. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Um, yeah, I was just, I was pleasantly surprised by uh, Arcata and Eureka, uh, which is where we kind of spent the, the following day after leaving Crescent City. Um, and then we worked our way to a city called Ferndale. And I'd never heard of Ferndale. Tiffany was aware of it because of uh, patients coming there from uh, to get procedures done at her hospital. But what a cool little town. I mean, it's just the most charming city ever in this beautiful, verdant, uh, kind of coastal valley. I mean, it was just awesome. We, uh, we had a really fun night um, at a restaurant where the waitress and I shared the same birthday, same year, same day. Uh, and she's a total smartass and a weirdo. So, I don't know, I have a lot of skepticism about astrology and what your birthday means other than your parents, you know, were fucking nine months earlier than that. But anyhow, this waitress and I totally got along and she was cracking us up. And we just sort of observed how this town works. And it is a, it's a fun place, man. We, we hung out. Every, every place we went, people were super friendly, glad to see you, had long conversations um, and then the following day, we went to a coffee shop first thing in the morning and did not leave that town until like 11, which for us, that's, that's super late. We normally are on the road by you know nine at the latest. And we just sat and talked with people everywhere you went. You just ended up in another conversation. Super cool town. Ferndale, California. Check it out. Uh, the, so when we finally got on the road from Ferndale riding through just beautiful country. I mean, there's just wide, open plateau, um, farmland, hills in the distance. There's a gorgeous river. And uh, I saw these sheep in this field. And then out of nowhere, one that just seemed was like right next to me, just blurred, did that little bleeding, crazy noise they make. It kind of scared me. And I look back and I see its head sticking out of the fence. And I, I hit my brakes, turn around, and stop, and I see that it's stuck. And there's no one around. Like There's a farmhouse kind of, I don't know, 300 yards away or more. And this poor little lamb, sheep thing, is just crying. And Tiffany pulls up, and I'm like, hey, I think this guy's stuck. Pele starts crying, barking at it from across the street. And it's totally freaked out by us coming near it. But it's 100% stuck. It's like pulling and pulling. And it's had like a little horn on its head that was catching on the, uh, the metal sort of grid of the fence. And it just could not get out. So we had, to, uh, we had to help it. I ended up breaking a little Leatherman, like, you know, those little hand tools, trying to um, undo the little bracket that was holding the, the fence to the post so that we could get this thing's head out. And it took us a little while, but we did. 
Tiffany was uh, out loud saying, boy, this thing could die. Fortunately, the thing didn't appear to speak English, but uh, we saved it. Tiffany's a damn hero. Saved this lamb's life or sheep or whatever the hell it is. Uh, and it, you know, as soon as it was free, it just ran as far away from us as it could possibly get, <laughs> crying and looking back. and It was really kind of a funny thing. I'm glad he made it. Um, yeah, which, I don't know, maybe that means stay the hell away from Ferndale. Some sort of weird omen. Or maybe it means nothing, has nothing to do with me. It's just a lamb stuck in a fence. Okay, from Ferndale, we were excited to get to our next destination, um, which is uh, it's a place we've been. Wait, I feel like I'm skipping something. I'm totally skipping something. Oh, man, yeah, I've skipped a whole bunch of stuff. Sorry. We, uh, we also went um, in this really cool spot called, uh, what is it, Elk? Oh, what the hell's the name of it? I'm sorry. I'm looking this up right now because it's such a cool spot. It was the um, Drury something or other. Uh, there's a Burlington campground. That's later. Sorry, I'm looking at my maps here. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. I skipped a whole huge section. I'm sorry. After Crescent City, uh, there's this one spot that you go through that where you suddenly hit the redwoods. It's called the Prairie Creek Redwoods State Park. And um, we've seen all the redwoods in California, but, but for that one. And it is now my favorite place to go look at redwoods. It was so, I mean, so much less, many fewer people than like Avenue of the Giants, you know, the Humboldt County Redwoods. Um, And they were gorgeous. They were elk by our campground. We actually put our tent on an indentation where an elk had been sleeping some other night. Um, And there were elk in the fields. It was super, super cool. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that place. Uh, Yeah, that was one of my favorite favorite days on the ride so far we did some kind of hard climbing out of crescent city gained you know a few thousand feet and um you sort of coast down at the end of it for about five miles into your campground you just don't even hardly have to paddle or pedal and you're going through these gorgeous redwoods uh highly recommend visiting that place okay and then uh skipping forward that's uh, from Ferndale. We went to uh, the Burlington Campground in the Avenue of the Giants, which if you've never been in Northern California or been to the Humboldt State uh, Redwoods, man, it is, it is amazing. These trees are absolutely enormous, and uh, you can wander around in them. We've we've hiked there before. We've stayed there in our van and our old RV, but we've never um, we've never bike camped or just you know ridden our bikes down the entire length of it. Uh, we've ridden a bunch of it, but anyway, it was, was kind of quieter. There weren't that many people, and uh, we just cruised down the Avenue of the Giants for two days, and it was delightful, super super cool. And we got to catch up with uh, that guy that we met guy named Bill Weir, um, the guy who cycled since the 70s. 
we got to see him again. He was at the same campground, so we got to catch up and hear how his trip's been and get to know him a little better. Uh, and then there, we clicked over our 1,000th mile, which I guess means something. I don't know, that we've gone 1,000 miles. Uh, who knows? Um, from there, we hit uh, a sort of forgettable little town, Red Crest. No, what was it? Red Dale, Red Turd. Red Turd. Yeah, Red Turd, California. Don't go there. Um, then we stayed in the Standish Hickey State Recreation Area below this hill that's infamous on this um, this journey called the Leggett Hill. And everybody talks about how it's this big, huge, you know, it's the biggest climb for sure, the highest elevation that you reach on the, uh, on the ride. And we met a guy who lives in the Bay Area um, in that campground, a guy named William who was a, uh, I think he's an ex-diplomat in the Foreign Service, now works at a university in the Bay Area, and was just a super cool guy. We uh, really enjoyed talking to him, and uh, we left really early in the morning because we heard that if you hit the hill early, there's no traffic, nobody around, which was true and correct. And uh, we didn't even say goodbye to William because we figured he'd pass us because we go pretty slow, and we were right. As we started to climb the hill, sure enough, here comes William, and he talked to us and chatted with us because he would have passed us so much easier and sooner. But he chatted with us about almost all the way up the mountain, the first big climb. And it just flew by. It was like no big deal. Uh, and it turned out to be one of the most wonderful days of riding I think we had on this trip. It was such the road was just gorgeous. There was no one on it. It was really well maintained. Uh, a fantastic cycling road. If you're like one of those speed freak cyclists, it's exactly what you want. There's these hairpin turns, very little traffic. We maybe saw 10 cars going our direction. Um, and then it suddenly you pop out at the very end of it after, like, the, there's the one big climb and then another smaller, but very much more steep climb. And then suddenly you're on the coast you pop out and you are um, staring at the California coast again. And it was just magnificent riding. We had a tailwind uh, and just cruised from the moment we hit the, the coast uh, into uh, this McCarricker State Park, which was uh, so pretty. We rode on this beautiful bike path um, went out to eat in, in Fort Bragg, kind of made plans for dealing with the rain, and uh, went to this place called Glass Beach, which is really cool. It's basically built on a dump that has now turned into this charming, <laughs> gorgeous tide pool place. With uh, and the, the beach is literally all sea glass. It was pretty cool. Um, saw a dead whale, which was sad but kind of fascinating. Um, uh, played around with Pele, hiked around and spent the whole day just outside in the beautiful weather. And uh, have, here we are now, hunkered down in a Motel 6 as it intermittently storms and then kind of gets kind of nice and then storms and gets nice. And we uh, are anticipating kind of the same tomorrow and then we might take off Tuesday. We'll see. But uh, for now, we're awfully close to home. Looking forward to the Mendocino coast and uh, 
celebrating Tiffany's birthday on Thursday. She'll be 28. 28 years old. Can you believe it? She's growing up so fast. Anyway, I hope you're doing fun and interesting things. And a big shout out to Glenn. Sweet, patient Glenn. Putting these episodes together. Keeping this thing going for us uh, digitally. What a guy. Anyhow, that's all I got for now. We'll be home by the 25th uh, and back to work on the 26th of this month. Journey's almost over. Can you believe it? All right. Until next time, adios. Douglas Quintet is back. We'd like to thank all of our beautiful friends all over the country with all the beautiful vibrations. We love Thanks for tuning in to the Raised by Whoops fake radio show. This is Glenn. Both Andrew and I are grateful for your time and attention. If you enjoyed that story, we'd appreciate if you could tell your friends, family, or even a few strangers about the show. Additionally, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have a short story you'd like us to tell, or even some music you'd like to share, you can reach out via the website raisedbywhoops.com We're glad to have you with us. Until next time, thanks, and take care.